I have to apologize in advance. They kept announcing there's a Parshashir. And it makes sense for them to announce that there's a Parshashir because for a very long time this slot has always been a Parshashir. This afternoon I sat down to write up the Shir, Holstikel Torah, on the difference between the second paragraph of Kriyashma and the first paragraph of Kriyashma. And Rabbi Safer, the Rebbe in Mabaseret, sent a voice note to the Rosh Hashiva and to myself. And the voice note contained a part of a story. And the part of the story that it contained was an amazing story. And in that voice note he mentioned friend of mine's name. So I said, I want to see if I can get the full story. So at 4.45 today, no, at 3.45 today, I called up Donnie Fine. I wrote up the story that I'm about to tell to you. So tonight will not be a regularly scheduled Parshashir. Tonight is a story. This story, this shir, is in the schus of a Rafu Shalema for Azaria ben Rivka Simcha Esther and Nachman ben Rivka Simcha Esther. The two people that this story is in the schus of a Rafu Shalema are also the two boys that the story is about. And right now, Azaria ben Rivka Simcha Esther, Shabizoichad Rafua Shalema, is in the hospital and in need of our Tvilos. So, hopefully, in the schus of us sitting down together on a Thursday night and having the opportunity to share words of Chizak, it'll be a schus for him to have a Rafua Shalema Bakar of Mamish. There's a WhatsApp group with over 700 people in it. That WhatsApp group is called Mitzvah Opportunity. Have any of you guys heard of Mitzvah Opportunity? Mitzvah Opportunity is a WhatsApp group here in Eretz Yisrael. You know Mitzvah Opportunity? You're holding in Mitzvah Opportunity. You're in the group? I want to hear more. This is not a group that's designed to raise tzedakah. This is a group that's designed to help Jews in Eretz Yisrael that are in need of help. So somebody needs, they post on the group, and then people get to work to do chesed. Sometimes people need money. And to date, Donnie Fine, who started this group, told me that over five million shekel has been raised for tzedakah. But it's not just about giving tzedakah, it's really about getting involved in doing chesed. There's a family, and even though I know the name of the family, and even though I have just to say the name of the family, I'm not going to say the name of the family. It's a family that lives in Beit Shemesh. It's a family originally from Canada. And this family has been in need of chesed from Klal Yisrael for a while already. The father has a very rare genetic disease. 
You know this story? It's, on the, it's been on the group. The father has a rare genetic disease, and he has four children. He's married with four children, and two of the oldest children, Azaria and Nachman, it's a Bresler family, they have the genetic disease that their father has. It's a family that lives in subsidized housing in Beit Shemesh. They live in what can only be described as a dilapidated apartment. The nature of this genetic disease is that the head of these children is significantly misshapen. And it's not just cosmetically misshapen, but it required a serious surgery in order to reshape their head so that they could survive. This was a, a serious surgery. The surgery was to take place in Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So what happened? Seven months ago, seven months ago, somebody decided they're gonna pay for the tickets. Six tickets to America. Why six tickets? Because the father would not have been capable of taking care of the other children. So what they do? They got the mother and all of her children and the father went to America for these two kids to have their surgery. They arrive in JFK and a woman whose name is Batya Travis, I go back with the Travis family 40 years, a woman whose name is Batya Travis picks up this family. Batya Travis doesn't know this family from a hole in the wall. She picks up this family from JFK. She drives them to Philadelphia. And they have set up that the family is going to be taken care of in Philadelphia. But for insurance purposes, the family couldn't stay in Philadelphia. They needed to establish residency in New York. So they went back from Philadelphia to Borough Park. And when they had spent enough time in Borough Park, they went back to Philadelphia and they had the surgeries. The surgeries are very complicated. And they could not fly back to America, fly back to Eretz Israel. The children had to have halos, and I have pictures here, if anybody wants to see afterwards, I can show you the pictures. The children had to have halos. Now, it's difficult, that is, halos around their face, around their neck, to protect them after the surgeries. So what is this family who's penniless? Who's going to take care of this family? Where are they going to live? So someone in Lakewood gave them an apartment to stay in. But they mamish have nothing. It's the winter time in America and they have no clothing. So Donnie starts posting on the group. And he says, we have a family that's in need. And people got together. There's a guy whose name is Moshe Shwed. Moshe Shwed is the founder of Aldaf. You guys know what Aldaf is? Moshe Shwed is the founder of Aldaf. He took a leadership role. In addition, there was a woman whose name was Mrs. Krzyzewski and she managed everything. In that group, is one of the heads of Amazing Savings. You guys familiar with Amazing Savings? So what did they do for this family? Donnie said, you take care of everything, I'll raise the money. You don't worry, I'll raise the money. So what did they do for this family? They took the kids pizza and bowling, they had their house cleaned for Pesach, they made all of Pesach for them. This is a family in America for Pesach. They didn't have Kalim for Pesach. Amazing Savings sent them all the Kalim they needed for Pesach. It's the winter, you don't have winter clothing. What Israeli has winter clothing for Lakewood? Amazing Savings sent them all the winter clothing that they needed. People in Lakewood brought them bikes. 
amazing savings sent over toys and games. Nothing they needed to worry about. Every single thing was taken care of. But now they have to come back to Eretz Yisrael. The apartment that they had in Lakewood was finishing up. They weren't going to be able to have it anymore. They were finished with the apartment on a Monday. The Wednesday before, they still didn't have a flight or money to pay for tickets back to Eretz Yisrael. I wish I could tell you, I know the name, but I was told that I'm not allowed to say this name. And I can't really tell you the full story because then it would be giving away details that would make this person known. But Donnie reached out to somebody who has access to a plane and the person said, you don't need the plane, don't worry about it, the tickets are on me. And they covered six tickets back to Eretz Yisrael. The problem is this family, to come back to their dilapidated, moldy apartment with these kids who are still in the midst of their refuah, it's not right, it's not safe, it's not healthy. So Donnie raised 62,000 shekel and they walked into their apartment, they came off the plane, they came to Beit Shemesh, they walked in to a brand new apartment. 62,000 shekel, everybody got together doing the work, scraping off all the mold, repainting, do whatever needs to be done. The people walked into the apartment, they started crying. They never expected that they were coming into such a beautiful apartment. Again, it's not a beautiful apartment. But for them, what they had, a beautiful apartment. And now it's coming time for Azariah's Bar Mitzvah. Coming time for Azariah's Bar Mitzvah. Azariah needs tefillin. It's a Breslover family. A family that has total amuna and never complains. They need tefillin. So listen what Donnie Fine told me, a tzaddik of a Jew. Donnie Fine said, we don't just get you tefillin. We get you tefillin for life. We want you to have the very best tefillin. And because it's a Breslover family, they put on Rashi tefillin and Rabbeinu Tam tefillin. And they raised 14,500 shekel, and they got this boy beautiful Mahudur tefillin, that he should be able to walk around proudly and say, I have beautiful tefillin. And the bar mitzvah's coming. How could a family like this put on a party? And that brings us to last night. There's a rabbi, a Chabad rabbi in Carmiel. His name is Rabbi Nassen Rodin. Rabbi Nassen Rodin knew of a guy who's a DJ. The DJ goes by the name Holy Simcha. And the guy's name is Elio Kamish. Elio Kamish is DJ Holy Simcha. And Elio Kamish says, I'm going to do the bar mitzvah for cost. Just cover my travel. I'm going to make the bar mitzvah for cost. There's another guy in the neighborhood whose name is Binyamin Kornbluth. Binyamin's been involved in this family for a long time. Donnie tells Binyamin, you take care of the details. I'll take care of funding for the wedding. I'll make sure we have money for the, wet, for the bar mitzvah. So Binyamin Kornbluth goes out. He hires a photographer. He hires a caterer. He gets a hall. They rented the hall on Dolev, the Kalbach Shul on Dolev in Ramat Pechemish. And Donnie Fine took care of all the money. Now this young man who's getting bar mitzvah, he's a kid who is described, and you can understand why, he's a kid who is described as living in the shadows. You know, if you have a face that is not usual, that's not common, that's not pleasing to the eye, where does a kid like that live? A kid like that lives in the corner. It's not that he's not a sociable kid. 
It's a kid like that doesn't feel that he could be sociable. So now it comes time for the kid's bar mitzvah. Who's going to come to this kid's bar mitzvah, Rabbi Isai? Who's going to come? Especially in Ben Azmanim. In Eretz Yisrael, Ben Azmanim, these three weeks, everybody goes away. So the bar mitzvah last night, Binyamin Kornbluth wasn't even there. He took care of everything for the bar mitzvah. Even he went away with his family. He just did it as a total chesed. So who came to the bar mitzvah? Adults came to the bar mitzvah. Rabbi Isai, I don't know if you know this. Adults do not enjoy bar mitzvahs. You ever go to a bar mitzvah, you see the kids are dancing, and the adults are always doing the dead man's shuffle on the side, you know, like uh, with the fathers. The, the fathers are not the Lebedic ones when it comes to bar mitzvah. Last night, Donnie Fine said to his wife, please come with me to this bar mitzvah. Mrs. Fine is a tremendous tzaddikah. She gives up so much that her husband could do all of this chesed. And this woman, the mother of the family, she's always leaving these long voice notes for Donnie to express her Akara Satov. And she always says the same thing. I have no words to thank you for all that you've done. And Mrs. Fine always makes the same jokes. For a woman who has no words, she leaves you very long voice notes all the time. So Donnie said to his wife, come with me to this bar mitzvah. They came to the bar mitzvah last night. Rabbi said the bar mitzvah was not a Lebedic bar mitzvah. It was not a rocking bar mitzvah. It was not a geschmack bar mitzvah. And Donnie was feeling bad. He's like, what's going to be with this family? What's going to be? They don't have a Lebedic bar mitzvah. They're not going to have that memory of having such a, you know, the boy dancing with all his chaveirim. He was feeling badly about it. His wife said to him, Donnie, we have to go. Donnie said to her, please, can we stay till after dessert? She said, look, I have a lot on my plate. So they, they leave. They're going up the stairs. They go up to Dolev. And they see standing right outside of the Kalbach shul, a young man who's wearing a thank you Hashem onesie, head to toe. You know what a onesie is? Yeah? A thank you Hashem onesie. I forget who I'm talking about. You guys know what a onesie is. You have to ask me if I know what a onesie is. He's wearing a thank you Hashem onesie. And Donnie Fine turns to this teenage boy, 16 years old, and he says to him, what are you doing here? And the boy says, what do you mean what am I doing here? I'm here for the bar mitzvah. So Donnie looks at him, he goes, you're here for the bar mitzvah? What are you talking about? You're here for the bar mitzvah? He goes, you don't know? Everybody's coming to the bar mitzvah. In 20 minutes from now, there's going to be 60 guys by the bar mitzvah. Donnie goes, what are you talking about? He goes, you'll see, everybody's coming to the bar mitzvah. So Donnie says to his wife, look, I'm going to take you home, but i got to come back right away. i got to see this. So Donnie comes back, and indeed, there were 60 guys dancing their heads off by the bar mitzvah, making it the most Lebedic bar mitzvah you ever saw in your entire life. People were watching this with tears in their eyes. People were mamish crying last night. As one person put it, I thought Mashiach was going to come in that moment. I was shocked that by the end of the night, Mashiach hadn't come. What's the story? Donnie saw that the bar mitzvah wasn't Lebedic. So he posted on his WhatsApp status, there's a bar mitzvah that needs some chizik. If anybody knows of anybody that could come to be mechazik the bar mitzvah, please send people over. And a kid's mother saw it. And she mentioned to her son, there's a bar mitzvah in the neighborhood that needs chizik. This crazy story. So the kid called his brother. And his brother's in a camp in Ramat Beit Shemesh called Camp Gavra, which is run by Rabbi Safra. Guys your age, 60 guys. And it's right before Myrith. 
and the kid goes over to the head counselor of Camp Gavra and he says to him, we have a, we have a, a simcha in the neighborhood that no, no kids are there, we need chizik. So the head counselor of Camp Gavra gets up, he makes a clock on the bima and he says, night activity is canceled, everybody's going to go to the Kalbach Shul, we're going to rock this bar mitzvah, we're going to give this kid the greatest bar mitzvah that any kid has ever had. So what they do, Mayrev, they went home, they got dressed up, some of them, they came and they rocked out the bar mitzvah. It was the most incredible bar mitzvah. The voice note that I heard from Rabbi Safer was a voice note from this guy, Binyamin Kornbluth, and I wish I could play it for you. He left a message for Rabbi Safer, and he can't get through the voice note. His, 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 whole, his whole countenance, his whole like way of being, you see he's trying to speak, and the tears are just pouring out of his eyes, and he's just crying to Rabbi Safer, thank you so much for what Camp Gavra did for my son. And Donnie Fine, after I heard that, I called him up and I said, Donnie, you got to tell me the story. And Donnie says, you should know I've been holding in the tears. I've been holding, I have so many tears inside of me. I've been holding in the tears. I'm so busy working, I didn't have time to cry. And Donnie leaves me a voice note after, after we spent 45 minutes and he's telling me this whole story. Donnie leaves me a voice note and he's crying. What's the shot? Why is it so miragesh? Why was this so emotional? What's everyone crying about? Rabbi Sai, we're in the Shivat and the Chamta. We just got done with the three weeks. We just got done with Tishabav. A week ago was Tishabav. A week ago we sat by the Kotel. A week ago we had what do we call it? The Kumsits of the world. A week later, there's a boy in Klal Yisrael who's suffering physically and he's suffering emotionally. Could you imagine your bar mitzvah not being Lebedic? We're not talking about having the schnitzel guys here. We're not talking about having the world's greatest band. We're talking about just having a Lebedic bar mitzvah. The kid Mamish didn't have a Lebedic bar mitzvah. Until 60 kids said, we're going to make this kid's bar mitzvah. Lubavitcher Rebbe says the following verse. How does Gullus begin? Gullus began with Yosef Atzadik in a pit. And Ruvain, his older brother, was doing tshuva for an Avera that he had done over 20 years prior. Listen to the most scathing Musser you'll ever hear in your entire life from the Rebbe. Listen to this Musser. The Rebbe says, Gullus begins when a brother is worrying about his own frumkai and not about his brother in the pit. And the way that Gullus ends, Rabbi Isai, and we know this, if Gullus begins because of Sinas Chinam, then Gullus will end because of Ahavas Chinam. And the reason why people were shocked last night that Mashiach didn't come it's because what type of a habas does it take for a kid to get up and say, I'm not disappointed that there's no night activity. I'm sure they had planned the Givaldika night activity. You know, camps run great night activities. The kids weren't complaining. They said, Adarabba, we're going to make this the bar mitzvah of the century. And people are watching this. And they're seeing how a Jew can love a fellow Jew. How could Mashiach not have come last night? That's the kasha people were asking themselves. And it's a kasha we're asking ourselves. Rabbani Shalom, we have a taina on you. We don't like to say it out loud, but we have a taina on Hashem. We have a taina. It's not just a WhatsApp status anymore. Who does more chesed than Klal Yisrael? Who loves their brothers more than Klal Yisrael? 
who we have unbelievable organizations in this in this community. If you need, we have and we give. Five million shekel. I said to Donnie Fine today, I said, Donnie, let me hook you up. I know a person who's in charge of a tzedakah fund. Let me get mitzvah opportunity to be on this tzedakah fund. And Donnie says to me, no, we're not in the business of collecting tzedakah. We're in the business of helping people that need. And the tzedakah we have. Because if, if I, all I need to do is post, this family doesn't have food for Shabbos. This family doesn't have money for Shabbos. No problem. I live next door to a guy whose name is Ravakiva Yosevich. Ravakiva Yosevich is the son-in-law of Ravabiansky from Greater Washington. I'm in Yesh, and I see Akiva, and Akiva's a tremendous bal, bal chesed, and I'm, I, see, I see Akiva, and he's running in Yesh, and he's, he's running around, and I'm like, okay, he's before Shabbos, he's running around before Shabbos. And I'm walking to the register, and Akiva runs by me to the register. He runs by me. And I know what that means. It means now I'm going to have to wait behind him in the register. And I come to the register, and Rabbi Sai, you've never seen a register like this. You've never seen a register. The register was like a pre-Pesach shopping. He had hanging off of his car. He had like bags of soda hanging off. This thing was like Tetris. Strategically placed every rugelach, every single thing that it shouldn't fall off. And it's like slowly moving through the conveyor belt. <coughs> and I'm waiting to see this mountain of food, which is clearly for Shabbos. It's all going to fall. And slowly but surely he's packing it up and it's this whole thing. And Akiva's my next door neighbor, <coughs> literally. So I, I thought maybe there's a simcha that I don't know about. Maybe he had a grandchild or something. So I said to Akiva, I said, you have, you had a, you have a simcha? So he's a very modest person. He goes, no, 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 it's just a, it's a person in the neighborhood. That's a... So I hopped right away. I said, Akiva, who's this for? He says, it's a family in the neighborhood that doesn't have. And every week, different people, we go out and we buy for Shabbos and we spend Erev Shabbos delivering sodas and ragalach and candy and cakes to these people that they have food for Shabbos. I said, Akiva, you have a car here? He goes, actually, I need a car. Could you give me a ride home? I said, no problem. We get home, he fills my car. You know how like a car, I have a new car now, but my old car had very bad suspension. So you know when you fill up a car, like it goes, like it, it starts to like lean. This car was like a rowboat and the fat person was in the back. The, and I'm driving around Mape Chemish and there's sparks coming off the back of my car from the amount of food that Akiva put in the car. And I said, I'm sitting in the front. You understand how much food is in the back? <laughs> it was unbelievable. And we get home, and it's pouring rain outside, and we're bringing in all the bags, and we're huffing and puffing, going up there, I'm huffing and puffing, and going up and down the stairs, and we're bringing, we're bringing, I felt like I couldn't stop, I felt like I couldn't give this chesed away. I said, Akiva, you need my car, you can have my car to go deliver it out of Shabbos. So he goes, no, 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 my son-in-law is giving me his car where it's taken care of. I'm sitting there thinking, there's so much chesed going on in the neighborhood that I don't even know about. If you're a yid in our neighborhood and you need, we take care of you, that's what we do. Rabbi Nishalom, how could this exile go on any longer? What do we need to do? Tell me what we need to do that we're not already doing. You have a special needs child. We have Hass. We have High Lifeline. You break down on the side of the road. There's a chassu that's going to be there in 10 minutes to jack your car up. What do we need? What are we not doing already? Yes, we have a taina on the Rabbi Shalom. Rabbi Shalom, how could you not bring a redemption to such a people that love each other so much? How could it be? Rabbi Shalom, I don't have an answer for you. But I know this. We spent three weeks mourning the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, but last night in Camp Gavra, 
They didn't just have Shivat and Nechemta, seven weeks of consolation of saying, Be'ezus Hashem, there'll be a Beis HaMikdash. Last night, Camp Gavra took a giant leap forward in building the Beis HaMikdash. And if every single act of Chesed is one brick in the Beis HaMikdash, last night I'm convinced they built an entire wall. And that's our responsibility. To be a person of Nechama means not to sit back and go, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. That's not the way a Yid is, has Nechama. A Yid goes out and brings Nechama to the world. That's our responsibility. Yes, we learn a lot of Torah. But if our Torah is not Torah's Chesed, if our Torah doesn't translate into helping out another Jew, if a Jew is languishing in the pit and we're from, then we're not so from. But if our Torah that we're learning here this summer is a Torah that inspires us to go and you see Yenem needs, Yenem needs something, go give him. How could it be? Rabbi Sarah, are there guys in camp that you know, you know who these guys are already. You've been here for a couple weeks. You know there's a guy who's like a little bit on the outside. A little bit on the outside. Do you go over, do you bring him in? Not in like a chesed case type of way. Just like a brother. Do you make him part of it? That's our responsibility. We're brothers with each other. This can't just be like, oh yeah, he's from uh, whatever. He's, he's from out of town. He's not from my place. I don't really know him so well. Adarabba. That's the kid we have to bring in. If it's your brother, we bring him in. We have to train ourselves now so that when we're older, these are the people that we become. Rabbi Sai, you think it's so crazy. You're only a couple of years out. You know how many stories there are over the course of the years that I've heard of boys that were mamish suffering, boys that were in high school that were bullied, or worse, were ghosted. There was a guy in yeshiva who told me. It's a wild story. He was in a certain place. I don't want to say the name of the yeshiva. But it was a regular whatever yeshiva that you guys know about. And he said to me, He's coming to yeshiva. I said, what are, you, like, what are you nervous about in yeshiva? He said, for four years, as he told me, for four years I was ghosted. For four years I walked down the hall and nobody paid attention to me. He's like, I didn't exist. Imagine a kid saying, I didn't exist. He said, and if that chevra of boys comes to your yeshiva, I don't want to be in the yeshiva because I don't want to be with guys that could push it, ignore another human being when you're walking down the hall. My Rosh Hashiva, Rav Branshpigel, Zechatzadek, the Kaddosh Bracha, who recently passed away, he would tell us all the time the same muster. He said it like a thousand times. He would say, guys, say good morning to your friends. You see a guy in yeshiva, say good morning. And you'll tell me, but Rebbe, it's so hard to say good morning to every single guy. He would say, I have an Eitzah for you. Mean it. If you actually wish someone a good morning and you mean it, it doesn't get boring. If you see a Yid and you say, ah, Good morning. You know, there's a refrifel, there's the founding reshiva of Shariyash of Zechatzadik Lebracha. He said it, there was a minig in, in Yiddish that if you wish someone a good morgen, a good morning, they would wish you a good yar, a good year. So refrifel asked, for saying good morning, you get the bracha of a whole good year? So refrifel said yes. Because when you say good morning to somebody, you're recognizing you're a person and I see you and you have value. Do we say good morning? You know, if you're from, if you're not from the tri-state area, I have news for you. If you ever go to Columbus, Ohio, it's a crazy thing. If you're walking down the street on Shabbos and you see a Jew, you know what you do to that? I don't know if you guys know this. You know what you do? You say good Shabbos. You guys know it's a minute in Klal Yisrael that when Jews see each other, they say good Shabbos. They don't just walk by each other. We do it in airports. If you see a Jew in an airport, what do you do? You do the Jew nod. Yeah, you know the Jew nod? You're walking by in an airport, you see another guy with the yarmulke, you go like this. (laughs) 
We see a Jew in an airport, we do this. You see a guy who's getting ghosted in his life, and you don't have the opportunity, you, don't, you have the opportunities in front of you, you don't, you don't grab the opportunity to say, come, be a part of us. That's what it means to be a part of this community. To be a part of the Shiva and the Chemta is a call to action, Rabbi Yisrael. It can't just be, I see a Jew who's suffering. I'll finish with this vart, my favorite vart from Rav Salavechi. Every Every time we bench, we say, Nara yisi gam zakanti, so says Rav Salavechik, let's look at the words. Naraisi, I was young. Vigam Zakanti, and I was old. Velo Raisi, and I never saw a tzaddik, a righteous person, be abandoned, and his children didn't have bread to eat. Rav Salavechik asks, what are we talking about? Of course, we've all seen righteous people suffer. And Maisha Rabbeinu had that kasha. How could it be that, right, that, that we're saying that, that righteous people don't suffer? Says Rav Salavechik, the words were translated wrong. Listen to how you're supposed to translate them. Naraisi, I was young. Vigam Zakanti, I was old. Velo Raisi, and I never stood by and watched as a righteous person suffered. A Yid is not someone who could stand by and watch. If you're a Yid and you see somebody suffering, you run out and you say, okay, I'm here, I'm with you, I'm in the trenches. What can I do to help? And it's not just in crisis. It has to be all the time. We have to be emo anochi batsara. If people are feeling pain, we have to feel pain with them. That's the only way we're going to bring the gula. How the gula didn't come last night is beyond me. I don't know. How the gula hasn't come all these years with all the chesed that we're doing, I don't know. But I know we're close. With all this chesed, we are banging down the door, knocking down the door of gula. And there's no doubt in my mind that if we keep slamming the door, we keep bringing more and more chesed into the world. If we'll turn the Torah of NCSY Koyla into Torah's chesed, Bezer Hashem, we should be zoicha by the end of this Shavit and Achem to the great Mashiach Zuki.